listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now.
with that resounding thump, <laughs> we would like to welcome you. And Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah, the spirit of Queen Victoria, at least. This is Victoria Day, and this is the Victoria Day edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have uh, three hours plus of some of the finest in jazz music. We have our jazz feature coming right up, which I'll be telling you about. And we're going to be paying tribute to a great departed musician who wasn't known as a leader, but he was known as one of the finest drummers in jazz music from Philadelphia, Mickey Roker. Uh, His given name was Granville Roker, but um, Mickey was the name he became uh, extremely well-known by, Mickey Roker, R-O-K-E-R. One of the most incredibly adaptable and wonderful drummers in a great, great jazz spirit. He passed on, um, I believe, yesterday, and uh, we're all saddened by his passing. And we'll be paying tribute to him right after the jazz feature. We have a whole bunch of recordings. It kind of... In a way, it's a sad passing. He was born in 1932, so he wasn't a a youngster. But the passing of any major musician, of course, uh, you want to pay a tribute to him. And, of course, what we're going to do is hear a whole variety of music and musicians that Mickey recorded with uh, over the years, um, including Sonny Rollins and Lee Morgan and Herbie Hancock, um, and others. So uh, it, it kind of gives us an excuse to play a whole variety of music, but the focus will be on the drumming of Mickey Roker because he truly was one of the geniuses that sat behind the drum kit, an amazing, an amazing musician. Our jazz feature is about an amazing musician who is still very much with us. And I'm talking about 85-year-old Slide Hampton, who was born April 21, 1932, in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Slide, his real name is Loxley Wellington Hampton, but he became known as Slide because he plays the trombone. And, of course, he's very capable of playing other instruments as well, the tuba, the trumpet. He's also has covered just about every bass imaginable in a music career. He's a composer, he's an arranger, he's been a band leader of large and small bands. Um, he's really um, accomplished so much on the jazz scene, and he's a very, very valuable senior member of uh, the national jazz scene, Sly, Slide Hampton. We're going to go back to a recording that he made in New York City called Sister Salvation, and um, that's the title tune on this album. And it features uh, his working band at the time was an octet, and when circumstances and budgets um, were capable of handling more musicians, Slide would say, well, I have the, the basic octet, 
If you can only afford to record that, that's fine. We have all kinds of arrangements for that. But then if a record company like um, Atlantic Records, in this case, um, said, well, we have a little more in the budget, and Slide would say, great, uh, rather, rather than paying us more, I'd like to bring in more musicians just to augment the sound of the octet. I have some arrangements for that. So Slide was very, very adaptable. And um, so this album is basically his octet plus a whole bunch of additional musicians. So it gives it more of a big band sound. But the beautiful thing about this album is that it is a large group, but it's not just all about arrangements and compositions. There's lots and lots of great solos on this. It operates like a small band, and uh, and yet it has uh, very tight ensembles and riffs and background riffs and all kinds of stuff to augment uh, the, the solos. Anyway, this is uh, an album, as I said, recorded in February of 1960 in New York called Sister Salvation. And it features four compositions by Slide Hampton. And he did uh, most of the arrangements um, for these tunes as well. And I'll run them down. The personnel is um, Slide, of course, on trombone. And if you hear a trumpet soloist, it's going to be a very young and very wonderful Freddie Hubbard, one of his very early recordings, and Freddie just sounds wonderful on this, uh, along with um, uh, Bob uh, Zatola and Richard Williams are on the other trumpets in the section, so there are three trumpets. Uh, Bernard McKinney, who is known today as Kani Zawadi, that is his uh, Muslim name. Bernard McKinney came from a well-known Detroit musical family with a whole bunch of brothers that played. Bernard played the euphonium, which is uh, kind of a small tuba, and it sounds very much like a valve trombone, and he gets a beautiful burry sound out of it, and there are uh, quite a few solos on here by Bernard McKinney. The other prominent soloist is the tenor saxophonist. I'm talking about the great, and I do mean great, and he's still very much with us and performing, George Coleman on tenor saxophone. On baritone saxophone is a young man, then young man, by the name of Jay Cameron, and he delivers a couple of fine solos. Um, the ensemble is also uh, filled out by Bill Barber on tuba. There's no piano or guitar, but we have a very strong bass player, uh, originally from the Middle East, and his name is Nabil Tota. His nickname was Nobby, so he's known as Nobby Tota. Very, very fine, big-sounding bassist. And on drums, the great Pete LaRocca who, of course, um, played with Sonny Rollins and all, all kinds of people. Pete LaRocca, one of the finest drummers to emerge from uh, the New York scene in those days. So that's the band, and we're going to hear uh, Sister Salvation, which is the title track. That's the first tune we're going to hear, and that, of course, is composed and arranged by Slide Hampton. Then another Slide Hampton uh, arrangement is tune number two, and it's a Duke Ellington uh, composition called Just Squeeze Me. 
and Sly does a wonderful arrangement on that. Slide's friend, Billy Frazier, does the arrangement on tune number three, and it's, I think, probably Randy Weston, pianist Randy Weston's most famous composition, and it's called High Fly. Tune number four is another Slide Hampton uh, composition and arrangements, and it's called Asseveration. Tune number five is a George Coleman arrangement of a piece by saxophonist Gigi Grice. And the piece is one of Gigi's most effective compositions. It's called Minority. And that piece is arranged by George Coleman. And the final tune is uh, Slide Hampton uh, composition and arrangement, and it's called A Little Night Music. So that's the agenda. And this is our jazz feature artist, um, still very much with us and very much part of the scene, 85-year-old Slide Hampton and his band. So sit back and enjoy Sister Salvation. That's the opening track. Slide Hampton, our jazz feature artist. Thank you. 
And that's our jazz feature this evening, the Slide Hampton Orchestra, which was basically the Slide Hampton Octet, which was his regular working band, but expanded by some extra horns for this uh, recording. And Slide used to do that. He'd work with the octet, but if um, there was a little more budget, um, some clubs would pay a little more money, or uh, for a record date, if the record label would uh, finance more horns, uh, Slide would say, yeah, okay, we'll just add uh, add some more stuff and uh, change the arrangements and uh, make the band bigger. And that's the way it was on this particular album, which was done for Atlantic Records, February 11th and the 15th in New York City in 1960. And, of course, Slide Hampton, still very much alive, 85 years old, originally from Jeanette, Pennsylvania, born April 21st, 1932. And, of course, Slide was a master trombonist, one of the finest um, on that instrument, and he could have made it strictly as a soloist, but uh, he liked writing and arranging and composing and leading a band, and he did all of those things with uh, a great deal of excellence and took care of business for so many years, and of course he's one of the true jazz legends and still living. And uh, for that we're grateful, and Slide Hampton always led an exemplary life and was an example to so many young musicians as well, inspired them. He wrote for all kinds of orchestras as well uh, and was just um, had a tremendous musical career. Anyway, this album, um, which we just heard, is a very fine one, and it featured uh, an expanded version of his octet, and we heard Slide, of course, um, on a couple of solos on trombone. And if you heard a trumpet solo, it was a young and up-and-coming trumpet player by the name of Freddie Hubbard. And, of course, the trumpet section was augmented by uh, Bob Satola and Richard Williams on um, non-soloing trumpets. And if you heard a nice burry-sounding um, instrument that sounded a little bit like a valve trombone, that was Bernard McKinney, better known these days as by his Muslim name, uh, Kani Zawadi. And uh, he was a master of the euphonium. And euphonium is like a small tuba, and um, that's what it looks like, although it's, uh, it's portable, <laughs> or much more portable than a tuba. And uh, he's a master of that, uh, that instrument, the euphonium. We also uh, heard in the section Bill Barber on tuba, just augmenting the sound of the band. And if you heard a tenor saxophone, it was one of the great masters of that instrument, Big George, Big George Coleman on tenor saxophone, who went on later on to uh, play with Max Roach and Miles Davis and all kinds of people. And, of course, George is still very much alive today and one of the great living masters of the tenor saxophone. On baritone saxophone, a very talented young man by the name of Jay Cameron. And on bass from uh, Lebanon, Nabil Tota, Nabi Tota on bass. And on drums, Pete LaRocca, one of the more creative 
and fascinating drummers that came out of the New York scene in the late 50s, early 60s, Pete LaRocca on drums. So that's the personnel of the band, and we heard six tunes. The first tune was a Slide Hampton original composition, gospel-flavored thing, featured uh, solos by Slide, Freddie Hubbard, and George Coleman, and it was called Sister Salvation. The second tune was a Duke Ellington composition called Just Squeeze Me, again arranged by Slide Hampton, and that featured solos by uh, who? <laughs> George Coleman. Oh, actually, uh, Jay Cameron on baritone saxophone. I'm sorry, I wrote down, I'm trying to uh, read the names here. Jay Cameron on baritone saxophone. Kenny Zawadi, again, on uh, euphonium and uh, some uh, a short solo by Slide Hampton himself on trombone. Tune number three was Randy Weston's, probably his most famous composition, High Fly. And that features solos by Freddie Hubbard, George Coleman, and once again, Kenny Zawadi. And then, um, and that tune was arranged by Slide Hampton's friend, Billy Frazier. Next tune was a Slide Hampton composition and arrangement called Asservation. There, there we go. Um, one of those unpronounceable, made-up words. And uh, <laughs> we heard uh, George Coleman and Slide on, on that particular tune. That a nice um, arrangement by George Coleman of Gigi Grice's famous composition called Minority. Uh, an exciting piece of music. We heard Freddie Hubbard solo on that. We heard George Coleman, of course. And we also heard some fine drumming by Pete LaRocca on that and some exchanges between the two horns. And the final tune was a bluesy-sounding thing written by Slide Hampton and arranged by him called A Little Night Music. And once again, that featured the solo power of the great George Coleman. So that was our jazz feature this evening, Slide Hampton and Sister Salvation. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with a tribute to one of the great drummers in jazz who has just recently departed. I'm talking about Granville Mickey Roker, and he recorded with absolutely everybody, and we're going to hear some really prized stuff coming right up. CITR Radio 101.9 FM, Discord Magazine, and Mint Records present Hot Dog Days. It's a monthly concert and video series at What's Up Hot Dog featuring local acts, good food, pinball, and high fives. Admission is free, the event is all ages, and you can buy a hot dog. The next Hot Dog Day is Tuesday, May 23rd at 8 p.m. with hygiene and shrouded dance. Hot dog. Hot dog. 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 Hot dog.
Slow down. You're not in a race. Alcohol-related deaths are one of the leading preventable causes of death in Canada. Please remember to drink responsibly. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Granville Mickey Roker. Actually, he was born Granville William Roker and got the nickname uh, Mickey uh, when he was very young. He was born September 3rd, 1932 in Miami, Florida, but raised in Philadelphia. And he just passed away today. He was 84 years old. Mickey Roker was basically raised on the streets of Philadelphia. Um, He didn't go to school. Uh, All he wanted to do was play the drums. And his idol was uh, one of the great drummers from Philadelphia, my favorite drummer, Philly Joe Jones. And uh, Mickey, as a, a young man, learned everything from Philly Joe and uh, uh, all the good things, anyway. <laughs> Billy Joe had some other kind of habits that you didn't want to learn, but uh, Mickey Roker didn't uh, develop, fortunately, any of those habits, only the musical ones, and uh, was one of the best-loved um, people in jazz music. Everybody loved Mickey Roker. He worked, uh, Dizzy Gillespie once said that Mickey Roker was his favorite drummer, and Dizzy Gillespie worked with just about everybody, as we all know. And uh, Mickey Roker played with, I, I could uh, spend all night here running down people that he, uh, that Mickey worked with and inspired, people like um, Tommy Flanagan, Ella Fitzgerald, Zoot Sims, Horace Silver, uh, Sarah Vaughn, Milt Jackson, Herbie Hancock, Phil Woods, Oscar Peterson, Ray Brown, Stanley Turrentine, Bobby Hutchison, and so on and so forth. Um, and of course, he recorded with so many people. Mickey Roker didn't uh, record albums under his own name. He was a consummate sideman. And uh, any date that he was on, he contributed mightily to. And uh, his drumming was so beautifully distinctive. He um, lived in Philadelphia uh, for and grew up and developed there, and of course played with all kinds of musicians that visited Philly. But uh, he moved to New York in the early 60s and became part of a little band put together by alto saxophone master Gigi Grice. Gigi Grice, of course, was not only a master of the alto saxophone, but also a composer, an arranger, and a band leader. And we're going to hear a couple of examples. We're going to hear two Gigi Grice compositions from an album recorded in 1960 uh, for Prestige called The Happenings. And uh, this is a a fine little working band that uh, Gigi had together. We have Gigi on alto saxophone, Richard Williams on trumpet, Richard Wyans on piano, one of the more underrated masters of uh, the piano. Richard, originally from San Francisco. Julian Ewell on bass. And Mickey Roker on drums. And um, these are some of his earliest um, prominent recordings. 
And we're going to hear two tunes from this album, both Gigi Grice compositions. We're going to open with one dedicated to the Baroness, the jazz Baroness, Nika Rothschild, called Nika's Tempo. And the second tune is, and we heard a version of this uh, on our jazz feature, um, uh, one of Gigi's most famous compositions called Minority. So here then, some prime early examples of Mickey Roker's great drumming, and we're going to continue a tribute and play all kinds of uh, music that uh, Mr. Roker was involved with. So here we go with Gigi Grice.
heard a couple of pieces by Gigi Grice's tight little band, uh, with Mr. Grice, of course, leading on alto saxophone, the great powerhouse trumpeter Richard Williams, and Richard Wyans on piano, Julian Ewell on bass, and the gentleman we're paying tribute to right now, Mickey Roker, the great drummer that uh, fired those two tunes. Um, both written by Gigi Grice. The first one was dedicated to uh, Baroness Nika Rothschild, and one of the many tunes dedicated to her, and it was called Nika's Tempo. And the second tune was um, probably Gigi Grice's most famous and most recorded composition called Minority. This is from an album uh, on Prestige New Jazz, which is called The Happenings. And I do remember that we uh, had this album as a jazz feature quite a while ago, but uh, still, we heard the whole album, and it's great. So we heard those two tunes. We're going to continue with our tribute to Mickey Roker. Now, this is an example. Mickey Roker loved working with bassist Bob Cranshaw, who just passed away not that long ago himself. Cranshaw and Roker were, were two very different people. Mickey came up on the streets. He, he had very little formal education and so on. Bob Cranshaw, of course, was uh, very, very well-spoken, was college-educated, and so on. And when they first met, it was like, <laughs> uh, here's, here's Mickey Roker, kind of a, a, a street guy, and Bob Cranshaw, and yet they were in a band together, and it was like they were looking at each other and eyeing each other up and down. Um, it's quite a funny story connected with that. But anyway, they became best friends, and they loved playing together. Um, you know, when Bob Cranshaw died, a lot of people um, who were around Mickey Roker at the time realized that his that Cranshaw's death affected Mickey big time and that his time was really not far off. And, of course, it happened today. Mickey Roker passed away. As I mentioned before, he was 84 years old. Now, this piece of music is just an incredible example of what his drumming can do to this band. This is a band led by pianist Duke Pearson, and it's from, I think, Duke's finest uh, small group album. Uh, it's an album called Wahoo, uh, which we featured, uh, we had a jazz feature uh, on this show not that long ago, a few months ago anyway. Uh, Duke Pearson is the leader playing piano. The horn section Donald Byrd on trumpet, James Spaulding on alto saxophone, who is still very much with us, and a powerhouse player, the great Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone, and of course, as I mentioned, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Mickey Broker on drums. And this is a composition by Duke Pearson, an arrangement, and uh, it's, this is such a hip tune, and the feel on this is so wonderful. Most of it is due to the incredible drumming of Mickey Roker. So check this out. The piece is called Amanda.
The great Duke Pearson and his band from uh, his Blue Note album, Wahoo, which uh, was recorded in late uh, 1964 for Blue Note Records, and Duke on piano, uh, along with a great horn section, uh, Donald Byrd on trumpet, James Spaulding on alto saxophone, and Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone, uh, Bob Crenshaw on bass, and the gentleman we're paying tribute to, drummer Mickey Roker. And, of course, his fabulous beat just kept that, that whole piece uh, propelling that uh, great feel on that uh, piece of music, written by Duke Pearson called Amanda. Another example of Duke Pearson's mu- of um, Mickey Roker's uh, accompanying abilities is this particular recording session, done in 1965 with the great Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone. This is a a beautiful recording. It's called Sonny Rollins on Impulse. And these two tunes are two of the highlights of this incredible album. Sonny Rollins, always, there's always moments of genius in his playing, of course, because he's Sonny Rollins, right? And We have Ray Bryant on piano, Walter Booker on bass, and Mickey, Mickey Roker on drums. We're going to hear two tunes from this album. The first one is a calypso, and of course that's right up Sonny's alley, of course, any calypso. Uh, And it's an old favorite that um, I think Harry Belafonte made uh, famous. Um, He did one recording of this tune. Anyway, it's called Holdin' Joe. And the second tune after that is an incredible version of uh, a really uh, wonderful old standard tune called Three Little Words. And uh, Sonny just um, is incredible on this, as is the gentleman we're paying tribute to, Mickey Roker. And he provides some incredible um, accompaniment here. So here then, Sonny Rollins. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone, of course, with Ray Bryant on piano, Walter Booker on bass, and the great Mickey Roker on drums. And we heard two tunes. We heard the Calypso favorite, uh, Hole Him Joe, and the second tune was a whole bunch of variations on a great tune called Three Little Words, uh, a tune from the early 30s written by Harry Ruber, Harry Ruby, and... Um, Bert Kalman. Anyway, it's an old standard tune. And Hole and Joe was written by a guy named Harry Thomas. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, two great tracks from um, this album, which came out on uh, Impulse Records, called simply Sonny Rollins on Impulse, recorded in 1965. And some wonderful, masterful drumming by our gentleman who we're paying tribute to this evening, Granville Mickey Roker, great drummer. We'll be right back after uh, a couple of messages, and 
we're going to hear Herbie Hancock from his wonderful album, Speak Like a Child. And that was one of his um, milestone albums. And the drummer on that, Mickey Roker. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And my name is Gavin Walker. The most powerful motivational speeches that I have ever heard came from people who told me I couldn't do something. (laughs) You know why? Because when they told me I couldn't do it, I was bound and determined to show them that I could. All Access Pass is back for season two. We are a collectively run weekly program that discusses equity, inclusion, and accessibility issues on and off UBC's campus, including both visible and invisible disabilities. You can catch All Access Pass every Thursdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Anyone can get involved. No experience is necessary. People of all abilities are welcome to join. Check us out on Facebook at All Access Pass or get involved by emailing accessibilitycollective at citr.ca. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. It's kind of nice to have some news, good news, about the weather. (laughs) It's finally here. We've been waiting for this for a long time, and of course it's uh, definitely arrived. Beautiful weather, Um, and it's going to actually continue. There's no glitches um, in the forecast. A little bit, a little tiny thing, but I don't think it's really going to change the basic pattern. Uh, of the weather, which is going to be good basically for the rest of the week. So you can look forward to that. And, um, you know, you're going to have to get out the sunscreen and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what a beautiful weekend for a holiday weekend, which is usually rained out. Um, I know it's considered the first week uh, or weekend of summer and uh, Victoria Day, but we didn't get rained out. We got the beautiful weather that we were all waiting for. So it's going to continue. Tonight is clear with a low of 14. Tomorrow will be mainly sunny and uh, a little windy. 
but uh, still great temperatures. Low 14 highs between 22 and 26. Uh, Wednesday is a mix of sun and cloud uh, with a 30% chance of a sprinkle. That's about it. With a low of 10 and a high of 18. Then the rest of the week, uh, the forecast is sunny. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and probably into next week. Temperatures ranging between lows of 10 and highs of up to 25. So it's going to be really nice uh, from Thursday on. No more glitches in the forecast. Clear, beautiful weather. Sunny weather. All right. We uh, would like to mention a couple of websites now that we're uh, sort of talking a little bit. Um, I'd like to mention the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and also the show from June the 12th. That's going to be our jazz festival show. The full three hours will be devoted to music that will be played by artists coming to this year's jazz festival. And, of course, my guest host, who will essentially take over the show, will be the redoubtable John Orsick. And John, of course, is the one of the founders of the Vancouver International Festival and Jazz Festival. And, of course, uh, he is also the media director. And John is very radio-friendly, and we always have a lot of fun. Uh, every year we get together and uh, do uh, a specific, um, specifically directed show. And this time, of course, it'll be June the 12th, uh, that Monday evening, uh, with John and myself. And it'll be all about the Jazz Festival. And, of course, if you want to find out about the Jazz Festival, you can get onto their website, which is coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, all the links are on there. You can buy tickets, make reservations at Frankie's, which, of course, is a wonderful club on Beattie Street, um, you can book tables there and uh, find out who's playing. Uh, the music, of course, is uh, uh, put together by the redoubtable Corey Weeds, who uh, takes care of uh, Frankie's and, and the programming at that club. There's um, happy hours that are free, and, of course, there's uh, um, cover charges uh, uh, for the evening shows. But uh, there's some great music there, and you can get onto the Coastal Jazz website and check it out and see who you want to see. And, of course, the same thing with the this year's Jazz Festival as well. All the names and everything is all there, um, and you can go through uh, and find out which artists that you would like to see. And, of course, with the Jazz Festival, I always mention there's so much free uh, music as well, as, as well as ticketed items. So you can check all of that out and find out how your time schedule is to uh, take in what you would like to hear at the Jazz Festival or at Frankie's. Coastaljazz.ca will take you there. Very comprehensive website. The other website, of course, is the website of um, the, it's called VancouverJazz.com. And, of course, that's the website put together by my my old friend Brian Nation, who uh, does a, a wonderful job, and there's all kinds of interesting links on that particular website as well. So that's coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. 
And of course, I always mention um, there's some always some fine music at Kitsilano's uh, Blue Martini. Uh, lots of jazz um, bands are booked at that establishment uh, on U Street. And also, of course, every Saturday afternoon at Pat's Pub from 3 to 7. And uh, Pat's Pub is located in the uh, historic Patricia Hotel uh, in the uh, historic downtown east side in Vancouver. And wonderful music there played by some of our finest musicians. And there is no cover. You can go in and have a a beer or whatever else you'd like to drink, hamburger, sandwich, whatever, and uh, check out some of our finest musicians without the obligation of a cover charge. There you go. Back to music. Mickey Roker, the great drummer who passed away today. Mickey, of course, graced so many recording sessions. This one is legendary. This was uh, um, considered by many uh, one of Herbie Hancock's finest recordings. He wrote the music. This was a challenge for Herbie because he'd never quite done anything like this before uh, under his own steam. And he wrote and arranged the music um, for this album. The album came out, and it was called Speak Like a Child. We're going to hear that title track. And the people involved here... Herbie wrote for uh, Thad Jones on flugelhorn, Pete Phillips, Peter Phillips on bass trombone, Jerry Dodgian playing alto flute, and of course Herbie on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Mickey Roker on drums. We're going to hear two tunes from that album, uh, both Herbie Hancock compositions. The first one is entitled Riot. And the second tune is the title track from this beautiful album done in 1968, Speak Like a Child, Herbie Hancock. Thank you. 
a couple of tracks from one of Herbie Hancock's uh, really iconic albums, and that's uh, an album called Speak Like a Child. And uh, this was a challenge for Herbie because he had never written for this type of instrumentation before. And, uh, of course, the album turned out to be one of his classics. And it was issued on Blue Note Records. The people involved here, uh, Thad Jones on flugelhorn, Peter Phillips on bass trombone, and Jerry Dodgian on alto flute. That was the horn section. And, of course, Herbie on piano, uh, Ron Carter on bass, and the gentlemen were paying tribute to Mickey Roker on drums. Now, Mickey Roker uh, joined Lee Morgan's great band, and uh, they recorded, um, actually, it came out as a double LP set, but it was uh, recorded live at the Lighthouse in Hermosa Beach when uh, Morgan brought the band out to uh, the West Coast, and um, it was issued on two uh, Blue Note LPs. Later on, uh, during the CD era, remember CDs? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, CDs are still a, an important part of uh, uh, jazz people's um, collections, even though uh, tons of stuff is, uh, the internet has changed a lot of things too. But anyway, um, when uh, CDs came out, they found a whole bunch of extra stuff because they recorded, you know, over... Uh, a period of about four nights, and uh, they piled a whole bunch more stuff on uh, on the CDs, and um, we got all kinds of bonus tracks and all this kind of stuff. We're going to listen to two tunes from Lee Morgan at the Lighthouse uh, with this incredible band with the great ill-fated trumpeter, Mr. Morgan, and we hear Benny Maupin, on tenor saxophone and bass clarinet, and Harold Mayburn, of course, still very much with us, on piano, the great Harold Mayburn, Jimmy Merritt on bass, on electric bass, and of course he is still alive as well, and uh, he's originally from Philadelphia, and of course, the late and wonderful Mickey Roker on drums, and we're going to hear two tunes uh, from Morgan at the Lighthouse. The first one is was written by the bassist Jimmy Merritt, and it's a great tune. It goes on for quite a while, and everybody just plays marvelously on it. Very fascinating piece of music called Namo. And the second piece of music we're going to hear is one of Lee Morgan's most famous compositions. And this was one of the tracks. It wasn't issued on the original LP version, but it did come out when the uh, when they manufactured the uh, deluxe CD set, and they issued this track, and it's a rare version because he didn't play it very often after he composed it, the Sidewinder, and this is kind of an updated version with this band, and all of this stuff was recorded um, over a series of nights in early July of 1970. Lee Morgan, Lee Morgan on trumpet. And flugelhorn, Benny Maupin on bass clarinet and tenor saxophone, Harold Mayburn on piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and Mickey Roker on drums. And we begin with Namo. 
And now, a very brief intermission, and then we'll be back. Thank you. That was the voice of Lee Morgan. And, of course, uh, that was the closing tune of one of their sets at the Lighthouse in Hermosa Beach, legendary jazz club on the West Coast. And we heard two long tracks by Lee Morgan's band, and that featured, of course, Mr. Morgan on trumpet and Benny Maupin on tenor saxophone, Harold Mayburn, the great Harold Mayburn on piano, Jimmy Merritt on acoustic bass, uh, on electric bass, I'm sorry, and the great Mickey Roker on drums, who, of course, the gentleman who we're paying tribute to. The first long tune was written by bassist Jimmy Merritt, and it was called Namo. And the second tune, of course, was Lee Morgan's most famous composition, the one that uh, brought him lots of royalties, and that was this band's version of The Sidewinder. And, of course, we heard a little taste of uh, Lee's um, set break theme and a few a couple of words from Lee, and that was it. So we hope you enjoyed those two long selections. Recorded in July of 1970 over a series of about four nights uh, at the Lighthouse at uh, Hermosa Beach in California. The late, great Lee Morgan, and of course the late, great Mickey Roker on drums. We have a couple more things to close our tribute to Mickey Roker. This is very interesting. He very briefly, after Connie Kay died, uh, Connie Kay, of course, was the drummer with the Modern Jazz Quartet from 1955 right up to the time of his death. And Mickey Roker took over the drum chair in the Modern Jazz Quartet. And then Mickey... um, didn't stay very long, and he was replaced by another Philadelphia drummer, um, the younger brother of Percy Heath, Albert Heath, Tootie Heath. But uh, Mickey did uh, participate in this very interesting recording session, which took place in 1992. And he had just joined the Modern Jazz Quartet. We're going to hear John Lewis, of course, on piano, the musical director of the Modern Jazz Quartet, Mill Jackson on vibes, of course, Percy Heath on bass, and Mickey Roker on drums. But this time with Bobby McFerrin and Take Six, the great vocal group. And we're going to hear Bobby McFerrin actually on two tunes. The first one is Milt Jackson's famous blues, Bag's Groove. And the second tune is Charlie Parker's great tune, Billy's Bounce. And we're going to hear that. Actually, this may be a different Billy's Bounce. Hmm. We'll find out. (laughs) But Bobby McFerrin is on it with the Modern Jazz Quartet, and the drummer is Mickey Roker. So we're going to check these two tracks out, and we begin with Bobby McFerrin and Take Six and the Modern Jazz Quartet with Mickey Roker on drums, Bags Groove. (laughs) 
Well, that indeed was the Billy's Bounce I was thinking of. They spelled it wrong on the, uh, on the record label, and they also credited the tune to some other people. It was written by Charlie Parker, of course, and it was written actually for the in honor of uh, Bird and Dizzy's booking agent back in the 40s, a guy named Billy Shaw, um, who was, of course, uh, responsible for putting um, booking a lot of modern jazz. Uh, that's what he did. So they wrote this tune for him. Anyway, um, we heard two tunes with Mickey Roker as part of the Modern Jazz Quartet. He just joined as their original drummer um, or their second drummer that they had, Connie Kay, the longest standing uh, drummer in the band, had, uh, had just passed away. And Mickey Roker briefly joined the Modern Jazz Quartet. Of course, John Lewis on piano, Milt Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, Mickey Roker on drums, and... We heard Bobby McFerrin on both of those tunes. The first tune was Milt Jackson's Great Blues, Bag's Groove, and Bobby was also on board with um, the vocal group Take Six. And the second tune, it was just Bobby alone singing Charlie Parker's Billy's Bounce. Our final tribute to the great drummer Mickey Roker who was born in Miami, Florida, but raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mickey was born on September 3rd, 1932, and he was 84 years old when he died yesterday, May the 22nd. And uh, he is sorely missed. He recorded um, prolifically, and we just touched on a few important recording sessions that he did, but uh, it turned out to be a long tribute to the great Mickey Roker, and certainly he deserves it because he was one of the finest drummers ever on the planet, and he'll be missed by everybody. He was also a great guy and fun to be around, and uh, there's lots of stories, very positive stories about Mickey Roker. All right, we hope you enjoyed that uh, whole selection of music. We have um, a couple of announcements, and we'll be right back with some more music. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back. Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at The Book Warehouse, Stormcrow Ale House, The Australian Boot Company, Fresh's Best Salsa and Company, Banyan Books and Sound, Tapestry Music Limited, Rufus Guitar Shop, Dentry's Irish Grill, The UBC Bookstore, On the French Hair Design, and The Bike Kitchen. What would we do without our friends? Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world, and guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. 
There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources. We're going to hear some music now by pianist Billy Childs. This is a, a wonderful album that he recorded um, in Los Angeles, his hometown, um, back in 1991. And these are both of his compositions. And it features the wonderful Bob Shepard on soprano saxophone on the first tune and on alto saxophone on the second composition. And on electric bass, Jimmy Johnson. And on drums, Mike Baker. And, of course, um, the compositions are by... Billy Childs, and uh, he's a wonderful and very, very creative pianist. The first piece of music is called His April Touch, and the second piece of music uh, may be reflective of today. It's called New World Disorder. Here then, Billy Childs.
couple of examples of the fascinating music of Billy Childs, pianist Billy Childs, from his album His April Touch. And uh, that featured Bob Shepard on soprano on the first tune and alto saxophone on the second tune. And, of course, Billy Childs on piano, Jimmy Johnson on electric bass, and Mike Baker on drums. And all of this was recorded in L.A. in 1991. The two pieces of music we heard, we heard the title track, His April Touch, and the second tune was appropriately titled New World Disorder, both of them written by, of course, Billy Childs. We're going to close the show with something quite unique. This is a living room band. It's only three people, no bass, and no drums. It's the Jimmy Jufri Trio. And this was their final um, album that they did as this group. And uh, as I said, it's unique. Jimmy Jufri on clarinet. Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone. And the great Jim Hall on guitar. That's it. Just three guys. And uh, they play together so beautifully. They, they don't really need a rhythm section. And, of course, uh, Jim Hall um, does uh, a yeoman's job on this piece. This is an old tune written back in the 30s and uh, written by Edgar Battle and uh, Eddie Durham. And it's a tune called Topsy. Here, then, is the Jimmy Jufri Trio, our final selection this evening on The Jazz Show.
That was the Jimmy Jufrey Trio with the great Jimmy Jufrey on clarinet, Bob Brugmeyer on valve trombone, and Jim Hall on guitar. Just the three of them, living room band. And that was uh, a famous old tune that uh, associated with the Basie band back in the 30s called Topsy. And it was revitalized, I remember, in the, uh, in the 50s. And it... Um, by a version by drummer Cozy Cole, and uh, it was a big hit. It was on the hit parade for months and months and months. Anyway, um, delightful uh, piece of music and uh, played by Jimmy Jufrey and company. That was actually recorded in 1958, in December of 1958, and that was the last um, album. It was uh, from an album called Western Suite, and it was the last album recorded by this uh, unique little trio that uh, Jufri had put together. And he moved on to another style of music after this. Uh, Jimmy was uh, kind of a, an eclectic and uh, changed um, styles over the years and yet uh, produced some very, 
very significant music. That's it for the jazz show this evening and um, our Victoria Day um, edition of the jazz show. Thank you very much for listening and being out there. And uh, we'll see you in seven days' time on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll see you then. And enjoy the beautiful weather. It's here, and I think it's here to stay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.